Hello and welcome. My name is Nick Myers. Thank you for joining me today on the 1646 podcast, where we seek to proclaim and explain the sufficiency of scripture for all of life from a Reformed Presbyterian perspective. First, this won't be a super long episode. I think what the goal of this episode is uh, will, will be is to give you a little flavor of what the 1646 is all about and lay a foundation for future episodes. So what is the 1646 all about? Well, The 1646 is the ministry that we're creating with the vision that it would be a place where non-Christians and Christians of all stripes can come to know of the Reformed faith. With that said, our our articles, blogs, this podcast, anything that we seek to publish would be geared toward reaching those who have not heard of the Reformed faith, which means that all of our outreach are self-consciously written and produced in such a way that the Reformed faith can be understood, understood by others, who may not necessarily be acquainted with the particular nuances and, or the jargon that the Reformed tradition often uses. Uh, but this doesn't mean that we don't use words such as justification, sanctification, election, covenant, or perseverance, and so on. The words are endless. But because we certainly plan to discuss very difficult topics and life situations, uh, but it does mean that we are conscious of defining them in confessionally appropriate yet accommodating ways to reach those who genuinely wish to learn, but may find the undefined jargon causing maybe unnecessary obstacles. Uh, So we're also scriptural, confessional, and Presbyterian, and I'll go through and explain those. Uh, So scriptural. Well, First, it means that we agree with and proclaim the cry of the Reformation that the scriptures alone provide all truth necessary for our salvation and spiritual life, and that it's taught either explicitly or implicitly in scripture. And uh, the Westminster Confession, uh, it helps us, it outlines this for us. Uh, in Westminster Confession, chapter 1, and uh, verse, or not verse, in uh, paragraph 2. So at the beginning of the paragraph, it says, under the name of the Holy Scripture or the Word of God written are now contained all the books of the Old and New Testaments. And then it goes on and lists all the Old and New uh, Testament books. But at the very end of the paragraph, it says, all which are given by inspiration of God to be the rule of faith and life. So with that, we would also affirm that it isn't just the words of Christ in the New Testament that are most significant. But that it's the true that that it, it's the triune God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who speaks with equal and absolute authority in and through every part of Scripture. Uh, so confessional, and here's the thing to, to understand about confessionalism or being confessional: all churches in the world are creedal and confessional, but there's a difference between those who write their confessions down and those who do not. We affirm the doctrinal standards of the Westminster Confession and also uh, the Westminster Larger Catechisms and the Shorter Catechism, which we believe to be faithful to the Word of God. Um, What confessions do is create a kind of barrier, so to speak, around the Word of God, preventing someone from inventing new and wayward doctrines that could end up being harmful uh, down the road. Being confessional, however, does not mean that we hold these confessions above the Scriptures. And the Westminster Confession also uh, helps us here and outlines this, uh, this reality. And uh, in chapter 1 and paragraph 10, it says this. 
uh, the supreme judge by which all controversies of religion are to be determined, and all decrees of councils, opinions of ancient writers, doctrines of men, and private spirits are to be examined, and in whose sentence we are to rest, can be no other but the Holy Spirit speaking in the Scripture. So we do have to realize that there will be men that have the right to read the Bible, to inquire into its meaning, and to adopt the doctrines that it teaches. Um, But the instruction and counsel of fellow believers, of teachers of the word of creeds and confessions, um, while they should be given due consideration, they must all come under the authority of the Scripture. They must all be um, scrutinized by the Scripture and brought under fire by the Scripture. Um, But we believe that the Westminster Confession and the subordinate standards of it, the larger and shorter catechisms, are faithful to the teachings of the scriptures. And then finally, Presbyterian. What does Presbyterian mean? Well, Presbyterian refers to simply um, the form of government that we believe is biblical. Each congregation is under the oversight of those uh, elected as elders, um, who are also part of the higher courts known as presbyteries and synods and each church generally being referred to as a session. So you have, instead of a, you know, quote, church, it's still a church, but it would be called the session, and then the presbyteries, and then the synods. Um, and, and, you know, there are definitely other specific beliefs and nuances to, to Presbyterianism, uh, but we'll certainly get into those uh, later in, in other episodes. Um, so really at this point, all of everything that I'm talking about that I'm going through really just points to uh, our underlying uh, our underlying goal, and, and which is to proclaim the sufficiency of Scripture for all of life. Uh, we read in Second Timothy three uh, sixteen and seventeen. It says, "All Scripture is breathed out by God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work." And really, this is the idea that all of Scripture, the entire Old Testament and New Testament, are given to Christians by God to make us perfect. Um, The word complete can also be translated to perfect in Christ, mature. And the sad thing is that much of Christendom is unaware of the immense power and and, uh, that the Scriptures, the Gospel, can have in a person's life and how God would have us to use the Scriptures. So it's our hope to help people see how the Word of God can be used to heal the most broken people and how it can make those who know Christ become more perfect and become mature in Christ, lacking in nothing. Uh, and so so quickly, what we're not, um, because I, I spent some time talking about what we are, so what are we not? Well, we're not trying to replace other blogs or podcasts, but rather our hope is to come alongside them and be another voice that heralds the excellencies of Christ to a very needy world. And there are a great many uh, Christian podcasts that we hope you listen to, that we listen to, that I listen to. Um, And we pray uh, that ours would simply become uh, added to your rotation of podcasts that you faithfully listen to. Uh, So the second thing we're not is we're also not a church. God has blessed us with uh, massive amounts of technology to listen to theology and preaching and and teaching. I, I mean, every day, all day, no matter where we are. But nothing can replace being a member of a local gospel-believing body of believers 
gathered together to partake in worship and in the obedience of Christ and the faithful partaking of the sacraments. So we also pray that you would listen to us and many others, but don't let this replace you being part of a member of a church. And so that's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode of the 1646 podcast. Uh, We hope that this tickled your fancy and that you'll be excited to come back and listen to more episodes in the future. If you did like this, please consider leaving us a review and some stars uh, so that more people can find it and listen and be helped by the same thing that you've enjoyed. Um, Also, we ask that you would like and share this podcast. And also, uh, if you're interested in more content, please check out our website at the1646.com.